Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. Big Talk on Little Rock now available for listening on your iPhone, iPad, Android, tablet, PC, Amazon Echo device, Roku, or in your car through the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify apps. Trey Schaap sitting down with Little Rock's volleyball coach, Van Compton, today. And, Van, you have to be the dean of the Little Rock Athletic Department because you have been here forever Forever. 33 years. 33 years. I've seen a lot of people come and go. I've seen a lot of changes. I've been through, not here, but I last time I counted, I think I had been through five ADs. So most people can't say that. No, most people can't say that. And <clears throat> you started as the women's basketball coach. I did. My previous... Uh, job was at Lyon College. I was a volleyball coach, basketball coach, professor, cheerleader sponsor, everything that had to do with women, I did that. Um, it's funny, I was in high school for eight years before I moved to uh, Lyon College. Mm -hmm. And you maybe remember this name, LaVon Robertson, yeah. great basketball player. Mm -hmm. He was the basketball coach there, and we went to college together. So he called me, and he said, um, Van, we're wanting to start women's athletics here at Lyon College. Would you be interested in coming? So, you know, I did the interview and things, and, of course, I was. Not, not knowing what I know today, I mean, it was, it was like starting, starting basketball. We did that first. Then we started volleyball, and all along I was teaching. I was in charge of everything for women. Um, and I look back now, and I think, why did you – I mean, I'm glad I did that, but it was a lot to do. Right, a lot to take on. It was a lot to take on, but, you know, I look back now, I'm proud I did it. I learned so much from doing it. Um, and then I got a call from Mike Newell's assistant, uh, and he asked me would I come and interview for the women's basketball job here, and I did. And got the women's basketball job here. We were two years here. And that's when everything was going. Men's basketball was Division One. The Olympic sports were, in, uh, we were NAIA. But then they had to, because men's sports was Division One. they had to move women's basketball to Division One. Mm -hmm. Now, you're talking about. That's a jump. Wait. And. Listen, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I'm telling you. It was it was so hard to do that because the women were not in a conference. We were independent to even make the schedule and then to even think about recruiting division 1 basketball players coming from NAI. Um you know, the first year it was hard by the second year, we had recruited some pretty good players. And by the time we were maybe going to turn the corner, uh, the administration decided to drop it because of money. Uh, at that time, Mike Newell was the AD. They knew I had coached basketball at Lyon. 
and volleyball. So they asked me to move from the basketball coach to the volleyball coach and also the women's coordinator, which I did, and the rest is history. I was going to say the rest is history because you're still here. And right. You're, you're the volleyball coach now, and I guess <laughs> – taking over volleyball and, and going through those years and then seeing basketball come back. Did you ever think when there was talk that it was coming back, well, maybe I want that again, or did you want to stay with volleyball? Well, by that time, it um, by that time we became Division uh, One in 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year did we bring back basketball? Do you know? I want to say it was around it was the late 90s. That's what I thought. And by that time, we had won three championships in volleyball. And the program was kind of, was established. Mm-hmm. And um, I, they asked me, would, would I be interested in that job? Of course, the first five years of that job was hard. That's a, that was another horrendous situation. And I said, no, I'm not. I will stick with, with volleyball. And we've got, you know, our base built. We've won three championships. Uh, you know, I'll just, I'll stay here. And I did miss basketball, you know, for a while after I didn't coach it. Uh, but then I got ingrained in volleyball. And of course I'd, I'd coached volleyball before. Yeah. So it's a great sport. Great sport. I love it. Love coaching it. Um, uh, great athletes. It takes to play the game just like, I mean, as far as basketball, actually, I, I will tell you this stat and you're not going to believe it. Three years ago, there was an article I was reading about volleyball versus basketball. There was more volleyball players in the United States than it was basketball players, women's. Wow. So yeah, I probably would not believe that. You would not, but that's the, that was three years ago. Um, volleyball has made – it's really evolved. Uh, beach has helped it. Clubs have helped it. Uh, 20-something years ago, we started Little Rock Juniors. Mm-hmm. And we started Little Rock Juniors like with one team. And probably us in Jonesboro, maybe one more area of the state, was even thinking about doing. And our Junior Olympics is parallel to AAU basketball. Right. And for 23 years, everybody has tried to, you know, get young people interested and that's happened all over the United States, and it finally happened. And some schools around the Sun Belt, and I've even noticed, like, going to Georgia State for basketball mm-hmm. games and, mm-hmm. and the the sports arena there and just outside, they have beach volleyball courts. So there's right. beach volleyball in the Sun Belt as well. Right, right. Yes. Yes, it is. Actually, um, ULM is pretty good in beach. Uh, not every school has it. But, right. uh, yes, it's a coming thing. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 of your 16 players are on campus right now. The two that are not here are Brazilians that, for some reason, haven't been, been able to get their visas yet, including a six foot five middle blocker. Right. How did you find her? Well, my uh, GA is Brazilian, and he goes home every summer mm-hmm. during the. Um, uh, recruiting period, and he's, he was there. And, of course, he's an ex-volleyball player, so he has a lot of ties, a lot of connections. And um, he saw her play, he, you know, met her family and things like that. Yeah. So that's we've had a 6'5 girl before. Right. Uh, but you've also you've done a lot of international yes. recruiting. Yes. Yes, we do. I'll have to t- tell you the story behind that. Um, 
Um, when we when I first got here and we started volleyball, uh, we would always play ORU, and we would beat them. And then this year came, and like she just beat us like three or so. So after the uh, match, I was talking to her and I said, "Well, where did you get number so and so and number so and so? Because they were the two that beat us." And she said, "Well, I got them in Bosnia." I said, "Really?" Uh, I said, "Okay." So I thought, "Okay, we have a water polo team. I bet you there's somebody on that team from Bosnia." So I asked Richard Turner. He said, "Sure, I have somebody from Bosnia." So he sent him to my office. So I asked him. I said, "Could you help me recruit a Bosnian player?" He said, "I will. Be more than happy to." So that's how that started. Wow. Wow. That, that's, that's a story there. Yeah. Um, last year, you guys played against the Razorbacks in Fayetteville, uh, Barnhill Arena. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this year, not going to get to play them, yeah. even though they're on the schedule. But you know, let's, let's go back to last year first. What was it like playing in Barnhill Arena with all the history surrounding that arena from the basketball standpoint of the University of Arkansas, but then also – taking Little Rock Volleyball to Fayetteville to play a match. Well, that's not the first time we played in Barnhill. We played in Barnhill maybe 2000 when we won the conference, and we were paired with Fayetteville. I'm not sure that's the right year. Okay. But to answer your question, you know, it's a different level. I mean, when you walk in, I mean, it's a whole different level. Um, But – you know, it's, it's you know, good for them. Um, I, I just think you have to not pay so much attention to all that when you go into a facility because you're there for one reason. The court's the same size. You're there for that. But, yes, it's very impressive. It's very impressive. Um and, of course, like you say, it was a basketball facility before it became the volleyball. Right. And then let's let's go back to 2014, uh, probably one of your best teams that ever. you've ever had ever here had. in Little Rock. Ever had. What was so special about that team? You know, uh, everybody on that team was a competitor. They, they competed, plus they were very good athletes. We had, we had four players. Uh, that touched way over the rim as a freshman, way over the rim. Some of them, by the time they were juniors, could stand flat-footed and touch the rim. Wow. I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking about really great athletes. These four kids could have played anywhere in the United States, and we were just lucky. Uh, we had been to Bosnia to recruit. I, we saw two of them there. Um, another one was a. Uh, reject from Coach Foley that 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 she came that she quit the uh, basketball team came to us. She was about a six two kid that was very athletic, very competitive. Um, then we had a nice little setter from Jonesboro that came from a good lineage. Her mom was a setter at Arkansas State back in the day. It was a great combination of kids. Really, we were a Sweet Sixteen team. We had eight chances to win the match against Oregon State Mm. and couldn't do it. But I will say this. We have our outside hitter at that 
time is on the top team in Italy playing professional now. Wow. So she had taken the night before against Kansas, I believe it was 56 swings. That's a lot of swings. Mm -hmm. To turn around and play again the next day. I felt like if they would have given us one day of rest, because we are not deep, we weren't deep, you know, like once you got past the top six, then we were not. Kind of fell off, off a little bit, yeah. yeah. Whereas probably Oregon State was, you know, he probably could mix some kids in and mm-hmm. not really wear his kids out. I felt like if we would have had a day of rest, we would have, we probably would have beaten that team. And that's truly, I mean, I, when we beat uh, Texas State, Karen told me, when we shook hands, she said, Van, you have a sweet 16 team. She said, I hope you get it. But we fell short. But that's just, you know, that's that's why you play the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break here on Big Talk on Little Rock. Come back with more right after this. This segment was brought to you by Jason's Deli. We're back with more with Little Rock women's volleyball head coach Van Compton after this. The sound of squeaking shoes racing down the court. Everyone holding their breath for the free throw. Then exhaling and shouts when the ball falls through the net, sharing nachos, and chanting every cheer by heart, always supporting the home team, no matter the score. Fans are loyal in Arkansas. It makes us proud to be loyal, too. For more than 80 years, First Security has been investing in our home state and nowhere else. First Security Bank, only in Arkansas. Member FDIC. Hero Coach Lines is ready to take you and your group on your next trip. Whether it's one day to Oakland or one week to Florida, Hero Coach Line will meet your needs. 47 to 56 passenger coaches are available for charter service. Our motor coaches come equipped with DVD systems and internet access is available. We have added a new 16 passenger sprinter van to our fleet, which is ideal for local service or airport transfers. Call 663-6002. Hero Coach Lines, a family owned and operated business for over 65 years. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shep sitting down with Van Compton, the head women's volleyball coach here at Little Rock. Your freshman class this year, mm-hmm. how are they looking? I, I understand uh, they could be very good, especially Nicole Medlin. Right, right. Um, Nicole is uh, – she has the same numbers, and we didn't know this, as a middle that uh, graduated a couple of years ago, Veronica who was in the top uh, blocking stats in the nation, held that position all year long, led the uh, Sun Belt in blocking, um, hit over 300 for the year. And when she got here, Coach Barron was doing a lot of testing. He came to me and he said, do you know what Nicole's numbers are? And I said, well, I, I would think they're pretty good. He said they're the same as Veronica's as a freshman. I said, well, does that mean we got a bright future? He said, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I bet so, your eyes lit up. Yeah, I did because I knew what Veronica did for the program. Right. No, she does. She is very athletic, uh, very very much a competitor, and um, she wants to learn. She really wants it. So we've enjoyed coaching her so far, and she is only going to get better. Your best uh, returning player this year, who who is that and – and I know some of your players injury plagued last year, last couple of years. Oh, but my gosh. Hopefully the, the health is on your side this year. We had three knee surgeries last year, three knee and one shoulder. And three of they were all starters. Mm. I mean, and when that happened, that was the most miserable year I've ever coached in all my coaching. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you lined up, 
you knew there was nothing you could do. Uh, this it we we are what we are right here, and it was hard. It was hard. It was hard for the team. It was hard for us. We had three seniors, two seniors that were head and shoulders above the freshmen and sophomores, and we could never mesh the gap because it was too far apart. Mm -hmm. And then we had those three injuries. Laura Yalson, uh, returner. Laura Jansen. Jansen. Yes. Um, she. Yes, we were expecting big and better things out of her. She was the one in the end last year that ended up with a shoulder problem. Uh, How's her rehab going? Good, good. She came back. Uh, she's been in practice, takes all the swings, does everything. She ought to be. We, I'm, I'm looking for big things. I'm looking. She should be. To me, she should be an all-conference player, first-teamer. How has the COVID pandemic affected volleyball? Because you guys, your off season is is in the spring, right? So with everything being shut down, how did that affect getting ready for this season? Well, we you know you didn't do anything, uh, and then summer came, and then we got seven of our players on campus July for the second summer term. Um, it's, you know, you, we've missed out on a lot. We've missed out on a lot. I mean, when we started practice uh, August, August 8th, I mean, we just had to start way back like what you would have been doing with individual workouts in the springtime. Mm -hmm. So it's been real different. It's been different. We were talking a little bit before we, we started recording and the fact that the Sun Belt seems like it's the last mid-major to hang on mm -hmm. to some of these Olympic sports. Yes. It, it, do you have a an answer to why is that? No, we've questioned ourselves like like why why are we how do we parallel with the other three that are you know that that are there? Um, actually, uh, uh, Tiago, my GA, and I were talking yesterday. And we, you know, we were thinking, well, what if all the Sunbelt coaches just went to their ADs and said, is there a possibility that we could move this to spring? But it's that's kind of been squelched. It's like, we're not moving this to spring. We will have volleyball in the fall. So with that in mind, but listen, if they come, if someone walked in my office a week from now, and said, hey, Coach Compton, we're not doing this right now. Would I be surprised? Not in the least. Probably not, yeah. Not in the least. I mean, this is a day by day. Yes. I mean, it shouldn't. we're going to have a Sunbelt call at 10 o'clock, okay? You know, you always have to wonder, well, what's changed or what's new? Um, but they really seem bent on us and soccer playing this fall. And I think, I really think if it's left up to them, that we will and the way they've done the schedules is they've given us two weekends where if we have to miss a match that we could reschedule the match to make it up to make it up everybody's going to the tournament all 12 teams and where is that this year well it was going to be at troy but then the <clears throat> excuse me uh sunbelt came out with they're trying to have it at foley alabama and their convention center, some kind of arena there. 
bring in some sports courts or that uh, TerraFlex mm-hmm. uh, because they say it's got a lot of rooms, a lot of uh, gyms where they could keep. Twelve teams is a lot to be at a tournament. Sure. So we'll probably hear from that today at 10. And maybe have multiple games going on at the same time, kind of like what would, Hot Springs did with the Sunbelt basketball tournament yeah. back in the day. Could be. Could be. Because we'll have pool play, and then you'll go to bracket play. Because you could be running a pool, you know, possibly. Do you like the format that the Sunbelt has come up with for this year? No. Because the three games I don't like, we vote against it. I don't mind all the teams coming to the tournament because, see, we're not playing the other side. Sure, you're only playing the Western Division. Right, right. So, um, I was okay with two. I mean, really. Uh, but if they want us to. And, and let me just say this. Some of the volleyball coaches push for three uh, because they feel like if we play so few, that's not really giving the athlete the experience that they need or a full season those kinds of things, which is fair. But you might get into the middle of October, and let's say there's a big outbreak somewhere, and you just have to shut everything down, and that's well, the season. That is. That is. and that's. But, of course, the NCAA will come out with some waivers of what we can do, but this opens another whole can of worms because if you keep these kids, then where do you get the money to scholarship? Your freshman coming in. I mean, everything just seems to open something. It's just a domino effect. How will we handle this if this happens? Has this been the worst off season? I guess in. Let's go back to March. <laughs> Has this been the worst couple of months in your coaching career, having to deal with all of this and figure everything out? You know, take an instance situation like last year. We had a terrible year last year. But always in the back of my mind, I thought, I can change this because I'll have a chance to recruit. I'll have, you know, we as coaches, our coaching staff can change this. The COVID is so that out of our control that you don't have that in the back of your mind that things will change. I know they will. They will change when we get the vaccine and all of that. But there's so many unknowns, and when you have injuries and things like this, where really it depends on you how hard you want to work and all those kinds of things, you feel like you have a little bit more control. Yes, I can say, I don't like um, uh, limbo. I don't like not knowing. No one does. Sure. And this is what this whole thing has been. It kind of teaches us, I think, to live one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's going to, you know, whatever tomorrow brings. Tomorrow's not promised. No. And tomorrow, whatever it brings, we have to be okay with that. Sure. So I think that probably has made a lot of us slow down. Here's what it is. And we live with it. And um, maybe it's taught us a lesson outside of volleyball. You know, be more patient live one day at a time, maybe, you know. So I don't know. No, it's not been good. And in my whole coaching career, I've never encountered anything like this. And neither is anybody else probably. Right, right. She's Van Compton. I am Trey Shep. Back with one more segment after this. This segment was brought to you by Highland Dairy here. Big talk on Little Rock. Coming back after this. 
Security needs to be at the top of the list when it comes to your family, home, and lifestyle. It all starts with our security system, which lets you add control of lights, door locks, thermostats, and more. In addition to dimming a light, locking a door, or adjusting the thermostat, you can combine all of these to work with the press of one button on your keypad or phone. It's state-of-the-art security that fits into your lifestyle and your life. Give us a call today to learn more. Triple S Alarm, 501-664-4599. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity, to anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock. Sitting down with Little Rock Volleyball head coach, Van Compton. Coach, when you go on the road and you recruit Little Rock, what is the selling point of Little Rock Volleyball? Selling point for us is... First of all, I think we really present a family atmosphere. I think parents look at me and say, and my coaching staff, because um, Todd is an older guy, he's been with me for 17 years, we have a, always have a young GA, but I think they parents probably look at us and they attribute some, um, they, they give us credit for being able to, to be in one job for 33 years, to be together for 17 years, I'm, we're older. I think they feel comfortable that they're going to leave their child in somebody's hands that would really treat them like their own children. And I think that's the first thing we probably sell is our family. Uh, the second thing is we have this great, wonderful facility to play in. Little Rock is a great city to live in. Uh, our academics, and I would not leave those out. Uh, parts of our, our business department, our nursing, I can education. I can go through a lot of our business, our our ed, academic parts mm-hmm. that are that educate you as good as anybody in the country. Uh, so, um, if if you know if someone's wanting to come south and uh, get out of a situation they're in, of course, this is kind of appealing to them. Uh, I think parents like, I know players don't like a non-traditional campus. Maybe parents do because there's not so many distractions. I don't know. I don't know if that's a selling point or not. I would think to the student athlete it's not, but maybe to the parent it might be. 33 years at Little Rock, how, how, how long can you last here? <laughs> how, how, how much longer can you keep going um, you know, I don't know. It's funny. People ask me this all the time. They just say, you know, Coach Compton, when are you going to retire? And I go, you know, as long as I have the energy and I really enjoy these young people and I feel like I'm doing my job, I said, I, I, I probably won't retire. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I, you know, hey, at my age, anything could happen. Anything well, could happen to me. Anything could happen to anybody, and, and I've always heard it be told that if you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's true. That's true. You know, someone asked me, I think it was my niece, she said, you know, well, are you thinking about retirement? 
And I said, you know, her name is Lisa. I said, Lisa, I, I right now in my mind, I can't fathom not getting out of my car, walking into Jack Stevens every morning and going to work. I said, I don't even see that in my mind. Because you don't know what you would do with your day. Is that it? Well, that's one thing. And, and I've worked ever since I was 21 years old. Okay. Working has become a way of life for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, that's, that's my DNA. You know, it's just like, that's what I like to do. That's what I want to do. Um, so, you know, people go, well, why would you want to do that? Well, I mean, I still enjoy it. I love, the, I love the young people. I love the people I work with. I mean, to me, I mean, that's my life. And they go, well, do you have any hobbies? And I go, well, when did I have time to develop any hobbies? I was going to ask, what do you do to get away? Well, you know what? You know what I did during the COVID, the first month when nobody was doing anything? I I grew <clears throat> about 20 huge pots of flowers. I made one, two, three huge flower beds. And I'm talking about myself. Yeah. And that's what I did. I mean, I had to be busy. I wanted to do something. And that was kind of therapy to me. A green thumb. A green thumb. I love flowers. I love to work with them. I love to see things grow. I love to see this little puny flower and me plant it. And then all of a sudden it becomes a beautiful, mm-hmm. something beautiful. It's kind of like these kids. I mean, yeah. you bring them in and they're tough to deal with probably at, right. at one time but they are and then you send them off after they graduate and everything and then when they come back they're married they've got kids or whatever you see them and it's like hey she did she did okay she did okay it's funny that you said that we were here uh, it was one saturday we were having practice we had started two days and um i was in my office waiting for the second practice to start and i heard my door open and i heard this voice and I thought, I don't recognize that voice. So it was a, one of the players off the 2000 uh, team that where we won the championship. She lives in Florida now. Uh, she was a Serbian and uh, married, has two children. Her daughter, her oldest daughter is like 14 or 15, volleyball player. Anyway, they had been on vacation driving through, and she just dropped in. But exactly, exactly. Might need to offer her daughter a scholarship. I know. I know. I know. I told her. I told her when we could have camps again, I said, you need to send your daughter to camp. No doubt. And she will. No doubt. And she will. So, yes, and that's a, that's so rewarding, though, to me, is to see these kids, Yelena was her name, go out. She works for FedEx. She's worked her way to the top of FedEx. Uh, she married a Serbian guy. He came to the States, went to college. And then they live in Florida, and they're just, you know, doing well, have two girls, and that makes me so happy to see them. That's and awesome. I, and I remember back with the first day I saw her. Yeah. And she was a drama queen. Everything was just drama, drama. We were laughing about that. Oh, we could, we, we could go on <laughs> for hours about how do you mesh a team together and deal with all of mm-hmm. the, oh, the mm-hmm. hormonal issues mm-hmm. and everything else oh, yeah. that goes on with women. Yes, yes. It's different. It's real different. Man. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Oh, well, you're quite welcome. This has been good. That's Van Compton. I'm Trey Schaap. We're back with another podcast soon. Stay tuned.
Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Shep. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics. Athletics.